the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Holy Scriptures give us everything we need to live victoriously. God gave His all for us to do so. Yet we fall far short of the blessings God has for us because we think we have it all together and choose not to acknowledge God. We wake up from a good night's sleep, unaware of what was going on all around us, and neglect to say, Thank you, Lord, for waking me up this morning and starting me on my way. Show me what you would have me think, say, and do today. Shame on us. Listen as Pastor Rander continues. 2002, we began to build this building that you see right here. And 2003, we moved in this building without a mortgage on this building to the glory of God. And all I'm saying to you is that look where the Lord has brought us now from this building. Now we are in the midst of that building and that pavilion and all these things is out of God's goodness to us. We love each other. We operate in the unity of the spirit. We have each other's back. We don't hope that somebody else fail. We pull it for one another. We'll support one another. We love one another. We'll serve one another. And that's how you make advancements in the kingdom of God. You can't devour and fight and be at each other and backstabbing and bickering and all this mess and expect to make kingdom progress. Also, even in your marriage, your marriage cannot progress if you're devouring one another, always suspicious of one another, jealous of one another, nitpicking over this and nitpicking over that and make mountains out of molehill and walking around puffing and slamming doors on your spouse and acting ugly and not speaking. And they call, call yourself to come to the Lord's house and raise up oh, holy hands. Take your hands down. They ain't holy. They unholy. In order to make progress in your marriage, you got to bleed by God. You have to trust God in your marriage. Marriage is based on trust. It is based on unconditional love. You're two imperfect people serving a perfect God. You can't be keep each other under suspect. And every time somebody leaves the house, you want to know the name, rank, and serial number. There has to be a sense of trust and having each other's back. And let me tell you some spouse, or whoever I'm talking to, you are to never talk down your spouse to anybody. Because when you do, you're talking about you because you are one flesh. I'll tell you something else too since I'm in that area. You are not to ever argue and talk down your marriage partner before your child. If y'all have a span of disagreement, it, 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 listen, you dismiss those children, wait till they go to sleep, or make sure they're not at home. They ought not hear you settling some things. Won't you say amen? There will be disagreements. There will be misunderstanding. That's just the nature of being married. Somebody tell me you've been married. You never had a disagreement. A hundred percent understanding all your life. Stop that line. Because we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. We all have to keep working. There's no... Satan always want your marriage. This coming next month, my wife and I will have been married 30 and one years. Not because I'm perfect. Not because I got it all together. A lot of times her love for me, she has to bear love. 
That's right. The Bible says love beareth all things. Amen. Just because I'm pastor don't make me perfect. I'm a sinner that need to confess my sin and cry for salvation just like you. Amen. Won't you say amen again? Unity is what God works. Disunity is what Satan works. God works in unity. Satan works in disunity. Satan works in confusion. That's why over in Iraq, the devil don't like when things begin to settle down in Iraq. You know why? Because as long as there's chaos and fighting, the gospel can't go out. There can't be an infrastructure. Uh, they can't make any advancements. You can't have education. You can, government law and order can't prevail. That's why terrorism, all that, they like that disorder and chaos because the gospel and, and all the advancement of civilization over there is done in unity. But if they're devouring and if there's confusion and demonic stuff everywhere, man, everybody's loose. Everybody's loose, you see. And so it is good for brethren to dwell together in what? In unity. Uh, number eight, it is good to sing praises to our God, for it is pleasant. Psalms one one forty seven one says, praise the Lord, for it is good to sing praises to our God, for it is pleasant and praise is beautiful. Say it with me. Praise is beautiful. Again, praise is beautiful. Say it again. Praise you ought not wait till you get to church to praise God. I mean, you ought to come in here already praising God. You don't come in here and turn your praise on. You ought to be praising God as you come sit in that seat. Amen. I, I can preach better and there's a more releasing of the spirit of God doing greater things when you already praise it, have a spirit of praise in your heart as you enter. Let me tell you, you don't have to wait till you come to church to pray. You praise God. Your best praise ought to be in that bathroom. Amen. It ought to be in that car. You ought to get so happy you got to pull over. Amen. When you think about who God is to you and where God's brought you from, you just got to pull over and find your rest stop because you got to cut loose. Why don't you say amen? It's uh, singing praises to the Lord breaks depression and revives the spirit. One of the w- greatest ways to break uh, a depression and revive the spirit is through singing of praise and songs that ha- that are Jesus filled, spirit filled songs, songs that are biblically correct to the glory of God. Not these songs that I'm tr- tr- trying to climb up the rough side of the mountain. Not none of those. You need songs that exhort the Lord Jesus Christ, that honors the Lord Jesus Christ. Songs that are biblically correct. And songs that ushers in a spirit of praise in you. You ought to sing to your children. You say, I can't sing. If you can talk, you can sing. I didn't say you have to sing on key. You can sing off key and make a joyful noise. Make a joyful noise. Your children will be so delighted and elated to to make a joyful noise. When hell is in your house, why don't you start singing? I heard the Lord. I know the Lord. He heard my cry and pitied every girl. Lord, have amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Just start singing. You can sing your way into joy in the Lord. Sing your way. I tell you what, when that child gets to acting up, teenager or child, whatever, you start singing praises. And even when you put that belt out, you keep singing praises. I sing because I'm happy. Pow. That's right. Be praising God because this is going to turn your rear around. We're not going to have that foolishness in my house. <laughs> oh, my goodness. 
Number nine, it is good for the redeemed of the Lord to what? Say so. Psalms 107 verse 2 says, let the redeemer of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. If God has delivered you, you ought to what? Amen. Amen. If he's loose your shackles and set you free, you ought to what? He delivered you off of that operating table, you ought to what? If he made ways out of no ways, you ought to what? He brought that check in when you didn't expect the check. You ought to what? When he blindsides you with a blessing you didn't see coming, you ought to what? You ought to say so. When you start saying so, man, your soul gets happy. You don't wonder how you got over. You know how you got over. Jesus brought you over. Why don't you say amen? Now, all that was part one. That was review. Now, here's part two, and it's shorter. How does God bless those who do good and work uprightly? How does God bless those who do good and walk unrightly, uprightly? How does God bless those who do good and walk uprightly? Number one, no good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. To walk uprightly is to walk righteously. Psalms 84, 11 says, for the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk upright. Did you get that? You need to underline that in your Bible. It's okay to write in your Bible unless you don't have a Bible or the Bible you have is not your Bible. But if it's your Bible, I wish you could see my Bible. It's all colored up, written in, all in the space in between. I'm running out of everything. But listen, don't be a, listen. It says no good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. When one chooses to walk unrighteously, God withholds the blessings you could have had. Whereas when we choose to walk uprightly, God releases indescribable blessings upon you. It's your choice and the consequences are a byproduct of your choice. If you want to be polluted and have your be low minded, live any kind of way, act any kind of way, send yourself to death. Well, then go on, but you, you may choose to sin, but you don't choose the consequences. You understand? Whereas those, whereas when we choose to walk uprightly, when we choose to walk uprightly, God releases indescribable blessings upon you and I. When that, listen, God will bless you in indescribable ways when you choose to live right and, and be just and fair. And moral and holy because you are God's representative on earth. Number two, how does God bless those who walk uprightly? Uh, number two, the Lord will pour down his blessings and our land will yield beautiful crops. That's what he'll do. The Lord will pour down his blessings and our land will yield what kind of crops? Beautiful crops. Psalms 85 12 says, Yes, the Lord pours down his blessings. Our land will yield its bountiful crops. I want to say something. God blesses the land and crops of those who are faithful to him. He will. He will. He will bless the crops of those who are faithful to him. 
However, when a nation turns in rebellion against God, he judges the land by causing our crops to fail through droughts, infestation. He'll cause insects to, to eat up the good fruit. He'll, he sends late freezes to knock off the blooms so that the crop will fail. In other words, there's judgments when we rebel. You take, you don't want prayer in the school. You don't want the Ten Commandments on walls. You don't want nativity scenes. Uh, you don't, you don't want people saying Merry Christmas and or you, you rather have happy holidays than Merry, all. God says, all right. I'll cause drought and famine. I'll send a Katrina. I'll send a Ike. I'll flood your lands. I'll cause snow comes and snow to come in record numbers that'll cause your roof to fall in. I'll cause mudslides. And you know the bad thing about it is God can be moving in these disasters and Christian folk, I don't expect the world, but Christian folk can't even make the connection. Well, can't even make the connection. And what I'm telling you today is that we better get right with God and turn from our wicked ways because God knows how to dry up our crops. He knows how to shut up heaven and not let it rain till the ground cracks open. Food prices rise and everybody be hurting in their pocket. You see, number three, you will live safely in the land and prosper and he will give you your heart's desire. Now, that's a big one. When you live righteously upright before God, you will live safely in the land and prosper. And he will give you your what? The the desires of your hearts or your heart's desire, depending on what translation you are reading. Psalms 37, 3, 4 says, trust in the Lord and do good. Then you will live safely in the land and prosper. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you your heart's desire. Be it known to you, my friends, the Lord will prosper and keep you safe even in the midst of bailouts and a failed economy when you trust in the Lord and do good. God is not uh, depressed and not all worried and bent out of shape over the economy. Just because judgment comes to America doesn't mean judgment has to come to you. Did you hear that big statement? God can judge America and not judge you. God can do what, now that's powerful. He can do whatever he wants to. You say, what, where is that in scripture? Well, I'm glad you ask. I tell you, remember old, old man Pharaoh on that throne? Moses went up saying, let my people go. He kept hardening his heart, kept hardening his heart. And all of a sudden he said, okay, you want to play hardball? I'm going to harden your heart. And then God starts slamming plagues every which way. Lice. And frogs, frogs on the stove, frog under the cover, frogs in, frogs in your clothes, frogs jumping out of your chest, out of the neck, frogs, you walking and you stepping on frogs, lice everywhere, lice biting, lice in your dogs, lice all in the head of the children. I mean, locusts come and eat up the land and eat up everything and all these Plagues after plagues after plagues, and 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 all of Egypt was suffering. But down in Goshen, God put a protective covering over the children of Israel and protected her while judgment was raging all around. While the frogs were all over Egypt, no frogs in Goshen. 
Darkness was all over Egypt, no darkness in Goshen. Lights was all over Egypt, no lights in, in Goshen. Water turning to blood all over Egypt, but down in Goshen, they had clean drinking water. Let me tell you something. God can keep you in the midst of judgment when you live right and righteously upright to the glory of God. God can bless you while your next door neighbor is under judgment. Oh, God help me. Uh, number four, your goodness put your enemies to shame. Your goodness. That's why whatsoever is good. Your goodness puts your enemies to shame. Psalms 86, 17. Show me a sign for good that those who hate me. You have anybody hate you? Now, now if you don't have anybody hate you, that says something about your testimony. The Bible says, woe be unto you when all men speak well of you. And I'm telling you something, you got some folk who hate you, you just don't know they hate you. Well, yeah, you just don't know they hate you. Uh, it says, show me a sign for good that those who hate me may see it and be ashamed because you, O oh Lord, have helped me and comforted me. I have folk who hate me. I'm not a love man all over the town, all over the, well, all the places I preach. And that's okay. I preach some places and don't get invited back. That's fine. I shake the dust and move on. Amen. I got a church I can preach at. Amen. I, I got some stories I can tell. But I'm going to preach the truth. If folk don't like it, then that's their problem. I'm the messenger. If you got a problem, you call up the person who gave me the mail. Your goodness put your enemies to shame. In other words, God confounds and destroys the strategies, the strategies the enemy devises against us, putting them to shame while providing us help and comfort by turning their evil to our good. Did you see that? That's big. That is really, really big. He confounds and destroys the strategy of the enemy the enemy's devices against us, putting them to shame while providing us help and comfort by turning their evil to our good. Sometimes they think they hurt you and they end up when all is said and done, you've got a wellspring of blessings out of what they tried to do. Have anybody ever did some, some harm to you? And when all was said and done, you looked around and found out how blessed you were in spite of what they did. You ever had, though, let me tell you, though, you know, he said, the summer says, he, 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 protect, he prepares a table before me right in the presence of my enemies. And they try to get you, but they can't get you like they really want to get you because the Lord won't let them get you and turn. That's what happened with, with Israel when Balaam was, uh, was trying to curse Israel. God ran interference on those curses and those curses were turned to blessings. And Israel didn't even realize what was happening in high places. Let me tell you something. If God were to show you what folk were trying to do to you that you had no knowledge of, you would faint. There, were, there have been some strategies designed against you by people you wouldn't believe. And God kept you ignorant for your own sanity's sake. And he took care of you even though you ignorant, God had your back. Woo! Isn't it good to know when God's got your back? 
Even when you're not aware of what folk trying to do to you, God is saying, <laughs> I'm watching. He zoop interference and knockout blow. And you over there singing and whistling all over the place, unawares of people who are trying to do you in. When you mess with God's people, you mess with God. That's right. You mess with God. Uh, number five, God redeems us from death and surrounds us with love and tender mercies. That's what he does to the upright. God redeems us from death and surrounds us with love and tender mercies. Psalms 103 verse four says, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. Beloved, if it were not for God's loving kindness and tender mercies, we would have been destroyed a long time ago. We'd have been left back in who knows what year if it wasn't for the loving kindness and the tender mercies of God upon our lives. He redeems us uh, from death and surrounds us with love and tender mercies. Uh, number six, he forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases. That's what he does when you walk righteously before the Lord. Psalms 102, 103, Psalms 103, verses 2 and 3 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Your benefits are their blessings. Who forgives all your iniquities? You know what iniquities are? That's your sins. Who heals all your diseases? Now I got some news for you. God commands us to bless, God commands us to bless the Lord with all our inner being. Bless the Lord, oh, bless the Lord, oh my soul. Is, is asking God to, we, we're blessing him rather with all of our inner being and forget not his benefits because he forgives all our sins that we confess and repent in contrition. Now he don't forgive all your sins if you don't humbly confess, acknowledge in deep contrition and humility. I mean, you, you, you're about to get a God-sized whipping. Those sins that you identify and put on the blood of Jesus, repent and turn from, those are the sins that God forgives. Another thing I'd like to, I'd like to say as a relation to this verse, in the sovereignty of God, he either heals immediately, sometimes is delayed as he works his divine purpose in our lives. However, all saints will ultimately be healed when we exchange our decaying, corruptible bodies for our glorified incorruptible bodies. Amen. Have you ever asked God for a healing? And every time you ask God for a healing, you got healed right now? No, that didn't happen like that right now. You'd be lying. But then there are times God does that. And there are other times when God delays because it's a process. It's a process because he's working out a plan in your life. If he gave you everything instantly, you would be a spoiled brat. So sometimes he, 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 he allows you to be processed and he's going to work it out and make it right. Sometimes two years, five, ten, sometimes right now. But he's not going to do everything instantly for us because he wants us to be a processed people. Do you understand what I'm saying? You understand what I'm saying? And um, God delivered me for people who say, well, you're never supposed to get sick. Well, you lying. You have had a cold. You have had the flu. You've had something happen to you. And all these never get sick people. Well, well, you got to understand, we are in a sin-cursed world. Before the fall of Adam and Eve, no one ever got sick. 
Everything was perfectly healthy. The bees didn't sing. The dogs didn't bite. Amen. Uh, and the mosquitoes didn't bite. None of that happened. Nobody caught colds, flu, no vaccines, no polio, no cancer, no arthritis, no migraine headaches. Can you imagine that? None of that before the fall. But when Adam and Eve rebelliously sinned against God and partook off the forbidden tree, he said, you shall surely die. Which means that at that point, when they disobeyed, the decaying process set in and they began to start Dying, And then they became subject to disease, subject to bites of mosquitoes and pit bulls and all of this kind of stuff because of what? Sin. The decaying process, you know, your immune system began to break down and things began to happen to you that would not have happened before the fall. And the mere fact that we are decay, we're going to decay, our body's going to decay until it goes all the way back to the dust of the ground. My goodness. So, so get off of that. There will be time of illnesses. But in the midst of, we got to realize sometimes God says yes, no, and wait. Sometimes there's instant healing. Sometimes there's delayed healing as he works out his, out his plan in our lives. I mean, sometimes God let us linger a little bit because he's trying to get that son right, that daughter right, that husband right. Sometimes he lingers in the heat because he's trying to get you closer. Because if he heal you too soon, you're going to rise up in pride and go on about your business and forget that you were healed. He knows your tendencies. He knows what you're going to do before you do it. And so he delays the process because he's trying to get maximum performance out of you to the glory of Almighty God. Why don't you say amen? You see, but all of us one day, all who are saints, we're going to be ultimately healed and we're going to exchange this corruptible body for a what kind of body? A body, an incorruptible body. We're going to take off this body and we're going to put on an incorruptible body, a body likened to the Lord Jesus Christ, a body that will have no more pain, a body that can move through walls, a body that's not limited to space and time. Won't have to worry about oil prices because, listen, walking won't make you tired. God Almighty, you understand what I'm saying? No more aches, no more dentists, no more surgery, no more eye this, no more heart blood pressure, heart disease, no more none of this. A glorified body, but not in this sin-cursed world. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. You can also reach us at 210-821-5683. Maranatha Bible Church is located directly at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, 78109, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.